Today we're talking about reconnecting with your childhood obsession. And this is the agenda in order to discover your life's tax, your purpose, your calling, and your agenda. If you're interested in knowing about all of these things, I'm with you right here. My name is Joshua Francis, and ladies and gentlemen, this is The Think Podcast. You're welcome. people you're welcome back so today we're just talking about some really fun ideas i like saying the word really fun ideas because it's kind of my thing but four things actually today to talk about the first one is in order to reconnect with your childhood obsession now by the way i must say this that the sole agenda of doing this thing is to discover your life's tax your purpose your agenda but i have some caveats personal caveats apart from what robert green shared in his in his book mastery and not, not mastery daily laws but he also called some ideas from you know most of his books that he you know has written already i have my own personal caveat and the caveat is that sometimes referring back to your childhood obsession doesn't really help that much in discovering your life's purpose because for one thing what what did we just call it childhood childhood which means that there were lots of things that are raw, lots of things that are unprocessed, lots of things that, of course, you would find some really passion and interesting things that you were doing then, and you would assume that probably I loved art when I was young, and I should probably be into art. I should probably attend a design school. You're right, you know, but, but you have to be really careful exactly when you have that kind of assumption. Because sometimes you might be interested in art when you're in your childhood, but what you might be, you know, really passionate about in the long run might be possibly something on industrial design, not exactly being an artist and sketching things and, you know, all of that stuff. Probably something might be related to art, maybe not even related to art per se, maybe related to banking, but, but bringing the, the joy of art into the banking industry, maybe probably in business. Bringing the joy of art and the joy of design and all of those things into businesses, adding more fun of art into other industries, into other sections of life. So you have to be really careful to understand that your skills back then is raw. And because they are raw, they're unprocessed. And there was some level of ignorance that you expressed while you were young. So you wouldn't take, you know, going back to your childhood obsession as, as face value. You know, I was, I loved football when I was young. So probably the mission of my life should be playing football. You know, don't be that, you know, loose to think that's actually what we mean. So if we have that covered, then let's continue. So the first point that we're talking about is search for the past for science. And why you were doing this is that, you know, you have to be careful not to be confused by your parents, by your peers, by happiness, by circumstances, by critics, by feelings, by anxieties and fear. You have to really shun some of the circumstances and things that you might have experienced then, you know, in, in the past. Just shun those things and really focus on some of the things that gave you joy, some of the things that brought out the best parts in you. You know, the 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 times in the past that you felt at your most unique self, when you, you know, the identity of your being, you express that point. Let me tell you a story. I remember uh, when I was in, I attended a technical school at Yaba in Lagos, and I could remember a certain day we were together. We, you know, I, my department was 
block laying and concreting. We were into something that involves building and structure, structural things. So there was a certain day we sat together. We really sit together. We were working together in building something more like our weekly assignment. And while we were together brainstorming, thinking of how we could make the structure come up and work well, you know, I, I felt, you know, one of the most, my authentic self, I felt so powerful. Let me use that word that day while we were brainstorming and thinking about those things. And thinking about that, it doesn't really give you an insight into exactly what you might get to be doing in life. But that experience was, I really felt really powerful that day, that period of time while we were brainstorming, sitting and coming together. And today I'm into business. I'm into coming up with great ideas and you know, building products and services to make other people's lives better. It makes you wonder, you know. Probably I didn't get into building at the end of the day, but I got into something that made me feel powerful and my most authentic self, which is brainstorming and coming up with ideas and bringing building products and services to help people's life better. Now, you just have to, you know, go back, refer back to some of the experiences that you might have had you know how they relate with something that you're currently doing, something that you would love to do, something that you could do in the future. The other thing that we'd love to talk about, not the second point, still the first point, is that you have to connect to the character that brings satisfaction to your being. You know, if you think about Superman and Superman brings you satisfaction, then probably you might have a connection with Superman. It's just an exemption. By, by the way, you have to understand these things shouldn't be taken at face value. They're an assumption of what you possibly could be doing. So you have to be really careful about these things. You know, you know, trace the love, trace the affection that you that you feel with, you know, when you feel at your most authentic self, when you feel the most powerful, whatever you're doing that makes you feel the most powerful, watch over that thing. You know, it's it's something that gives signs of something that you probably might be into, you know, in the long run to take as a career. Not necessarily to get a job for what to take as a career. We have to really watch all these things. All right, so let's move to the next point. The next point, which is the point number two, says, look at your current path. Look at your current path. Now, in let's say you have discovered something that you would love to do. The next thing that I believe, you know, according to Robert Greene's prescription, is that you have to occupy the perfect niche. You have to occupy the perfect niche. You know, not the perfect niche means a career path. There are lots of jobs out there, you know, being a doctor, being an engineer, being a dentist, and so many other things. But you have to understand the niche, a niche. Why it's called a niche is that it's a small space that you can occupy, not really something as huge and gigantic as an engineer. You must be a specialist, a specialist in something that is under engineering, if you love engineering per se, but the specialist under something precise, a very narrow part of engineering that you can dominate in. That path is where you have to, you know, really occupy, which is the idea that Robert Green is trying to share is to occupy the perfect niche, occupy the perfect niche. You have to know what that thing is. Actually, you have to start from the big space, the big industry. I'm an engineer. You go to uh, the university or college, you have your your undergraduate degree as an engineer, but then why you go to your master's and then your PhD and then your research, probably if you're into PhDs and master's, 
But you have to keep on narrowing, narrowing your focus till you get to that perfect niche. You might not know what it is, you know, at face value. I love data and communications. The first time I got into the university, I think in my second year or something on my first year, I thought that, oh, I think I'm going to narrow down to data and communications. I just feel, you know, the word data and then communications, they feel just perfect. You know, the combination of them feel just perfect. It has made me to pursue skills like machine learning and data science, you know, and then communication, not just the regular template communications, not telecommunications, but communications with, you know, how we relate with humans, persons, and things like that, you know, human relations and how to gather people, how to bring people together to form great things. Remember what I talked about the other time, to come up with great ideas and build great stuff, build, you know, products and services for all of humanity to make life better. There's something that I believe. I believe that if you give people an opportunity to live a better life, they will always pay you for it. You don't even ask to get paid. They will pay you for it. Just find anything that you can do that gives people an opportunity to live more comfortable, to live a better life. That's the phrase that I choose. They would pay you for it, whatever the cost might be. The second thing we'd love to talk about under, you know, for, you know take a look at your current path is uh, do you feel comfortable competing for resources and survival in this path? You know, if you're an engineer or if you're a doctor or if you're a psychologist or if you're a chef, do you feel comfortable competing for resources, competing for attention, competing for customers? If you don't feel comfortable, that's a good sign that you're doing it for the love of it. You know, some people, you know, how humanity works is that in... Uh, in, in the times of antiquity, antiquity, they were fighting, majorly fighting for survival, fighting for resources. You have to take care of your family. You have to make sure you, you hunt and get something for your family to eat. Otherwise, you're going to starve and die. So the struggle is always for resources and the struggle is always for survival. And if I would go with the idea, I think it was Robert Greene that shared the idea. Very controversial topic. He was saying that in, even in relationship, human relationships, sometimes you see how some men fight for some women. It's basically, you know, the struggle is usually for, um, how do I put it, resources. I, 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 I don't know how to put it, how he shared the idea, but it's centered on, on the point that it's always on survival and it's always on fighting for resources. You know, how you have to, Try your best to be better than the other person that might be the next CEO. Survival and resources. Um, how companies fight and try to gain more market share. Survival, resources. You know, so do you feel comfortable fighting for survival and resources? If you don't feel comfortable, it's a good thing. If you feel comfortable, it's not a bad thing. I hope you get the point. You know, the next thing is that in your choosing path, your chosen path, you have to look for, number one, interest. And number two is attraction. You have to look for interest. You have to be interested in that thing. You know, the path that you're going to choose, the area of life, the career that you love to pursue. You have to be interested in it. And then the second thing, you have to be attracted to it. You have to. Now, sometimes in the beginning, you might not be attracted to something at face value. You might not necessarily be attracted to something. But the point is that, until you engage, sometimes 
you engage that thing. That is when you could find attraction in that thing. For example, um, I never really knew that I could probably be interested in, um, what do they call it again? Project management. So I got into project management actually from, from the outset, project management sounded boring, looked boring. You know, and everything about it was quite boring. But then I got closer to it and said, okay, what exactly could I learn from it? What it would, in fact, even attending classes on project management was sort of boring. But I, you know, stuck with it to who I am now. And learning project management has been really impactful in my life and helped me a lot in building my startup, netintu.com. Just in case you haven't checked it out, please help me. Check it out, netintu.com. It's a great platform. It's a microblogging platform to share ideas. I'm using this opportunity to market my startup. So let's move on to the next thing. All right. So the third point that we're talking about is silence known canality. Silence known canality. Now, canality is not necessarily a religious word. You know, you have to silence the, the known canality of you know, pursuing money, doing it for money, you know, your career, doing it for money, you're doing it for fame, you're doing it for attraction, attention, you're doing it for prosperity, in quote, you know, you have to really assess your intentions for the things that you pursue. And if your intentions is chaste, is a good thing. If it is not chaste, it's not much of a good thing. I hope you get the point. So you have to really assess yourself. What am I pursuing this thing for? Why am I necessarily doing this thing? You know, a lot of people like to run from the question of why. Because it's the the word why tries, tries to navigate through the soul of man. It tries to really find some things that man could be hiding, probably he's telling himself a lie. He probably knows he's telling himself a lie, but because it's himself, there's no level of accountability there. No one is overlooking him. If I would say he could really digest the lie. So when you ask someone, you know, try, try it, you could walk on an experiment, walk around the street and begin to ask people questions that begin with the word why? You'll be shocked. A lot of people can't really give you direct answers because they don't know why. Probably they haven't thought about it. That why exactly am I doing this thing? You know, so you have to assess yourself. Is it for money? Is it because you want to raise a family? Or because you want to live comfortable? You know, because of you like fame and attention? You like, you know, attention? You like approval? whatever the case might be, you like prosperity, you know, in quote, you have to really assess yourself and you assess your intentions for why you are doing it, for why you're doing things, for why you want to pursue this cause of life. So it's your thing, it's your assignment that you have to do. Next thing I would like to say is that whatever you're doing, you should try your best to give full expression to your being. That is one of the most important thing. There is... The hundred percent, you know, level of every human being. And you must strive to see if you could attain it. Where could that thing be? Where could it reach? Can I really get to that level? Hundred percent of ability, hundred percent of creativity, hundred percent of passion, hundred percent of energy, hundred percent of action, hundred percent of 
ideas and knowledge and understanding, you know, stretch yourself to the extreme. I don't mean the extreme of not sleeping, you know, not having rest, you know, be rational. You need rest or else you're going to die, you know, and you want to live long to fulfill purpose. So you should take care of your body, you should take care of your health, you take care of your family. You know, you can't walk so much that you don't have time for your family. That's nuts. That's unintelligent. You know, if you're doing it, don't try it. You know, it's not nice. It's not nice. I remember my friend Jim Rohn, he told he, he told a story, he said, you know, a friend of his said to him, you know, I've lost my wife. We got a divorce. And then Jim Rohn said, wow, that's, that's nasty. And then he said, you know, after the divorce, I saw in my library a book. And the title of the book was How to Live with Another Person. And then he said, I read the book. And really, I should have read the book before my divorce. You know, you, you, you really don't want to be saying that, you know, to yourself or to other people. So try your best to take your half time for the people that you love, half time for your family, also, especially if you're married, have time. There is some level of obligation that is resting on you when you're married to really have time for the other person. So it's kind of a um, out-of-topic advice. So I'm sorry I brought that up. Pardon me. All right, guys. So the last thing that we're going to talk about is be patient, be patient, be patient. In our world of instant gratification, a lot of people don't want to be patient with anything. And it's nice. In fact, sometimes I like saying that, thank God, teleportation doesn't exist, you know, because it really heightens the level of um, impatience that people might have with activities of life. So thank God, to a certain level, no, teleportation doesn't exist. But really, in, 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 in being patient, you have to know that things take time. Things take time and you need, things take process. And in process is something that it's like a loading bar. If you're trying to install the software on your computer, it doesn't install instantly. There is a certain level of time you have to wait for, you know, the installation process to take place from 0% to 100%. Life works that way too. Some things are at 0%. In achieving your goal, you could be a 30%, you could be a 50%, could be a 70%. The knowledge and understanding that you would have is how to train yourself, how to be sensitive enough to know the percentage, not to 100% accuracy, but to know the percentage of where you are in fulfilling your goals, in fulfilling your dreams, in reaching that part, or in being sensible to know when the breakthrough in your life is going to come, when something remarkable is going to come. You have to be sensitive enough to know when that time is going to come. And then prepare yourself for it because it's a wise thing to do. You don't want to be caught off guard. You don't want to be caught unprepared. You know, it's it's really embarrassing to be caught unprepared. You know, it tells people that you're not disciplined and, you know, you, you perceived something was coming, but you neglected it. You know, it, it's my choice. You could neglect something. It's your choice. But a good advice is, don't neglect it. It's not a good choice to make. Make good choices. It's why you're on the Think Podcast. You know, for me to share great ideas with you that could help shift your life to another level, to a better level. 
So guys, thank you very much for listening to this point. This is a long one. And I know I like talking. It's what I do. It's nice. I love, I love sharing great ideas. It's what I do. And also my startup, Net into you, Network Intuitions, that's what it, that's the full name, is a microblogging flat platform to share and discover great ideas. Because what I love doing is sharing great ideas and building products that would help people, help make people's life better. And that's what I do. My, my startup's name is netintoyou.com. You can visit us and check what we're doing. If you'd like to join us, our applications are open. We need good people. We need good abilities. And don't forget, my name is Joshua Francis, and this is the Think Podcast. I'll catch you guys in day three of this series, Daily Laws, by Robert Greene. Uh, thank you very much. I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. <music>